When I was about eight years old, I woke up in the middle of the night to these weird noises that were coming out of my mom's bedroom. I got up to investigate and I put my ear to the door. I could hear my mom's muffled sound. She was struggling. I tried to open the door, but it was locked. But I go into my brother's bedroom, I wake him up, and we both try to push the door open. When the door opened, we saw my dad mounted on top of my mom with his hands around her neck, squeezing her neck while my mom was turning blue. We were screaming at my dad to stop, but it's sort of like he was in a trance until my brother pushed my dad and my dad gets out of the trance and looked at us and says, oh, we were just playing. My mom was coughing. I grabbed my mom by the hand and we locked ourselves in the bathroom. That was the last time I saw my dad. The next day, we left in the middle of the night. It completely changed my life because everything that I do now is because I try to help the innocent. The voice you just heard is that of Ingrid Della O. I married her in 2013, and it was her passion, her tireless pursuit of justice, that led to my involvement in missing persons cases. When our son was two years old, Ingrid would strap him to her back and hike through the canyons around her home in Malibu, looking for a woman who went missing in the area under very suspicious circumstances. This all began exactly a year before the investigation in season one. Today, our son is six, and Ingrid is still hiking the canyons, looking for this missing woman. We never knew her, but it feels like we did. We've come to care about her a lot. This is the story of our relentless, occasionally dangerous investigation into the people we believe were responsible for her disappearance. On May 27th, To Live and Die in L.A. returns. Subscribe now so you don't miss an episode.